1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Nine man Rangers get past Ufa and into the Europa League group stages. Next up, it's Celtic who welcomes Suduva amid speculation about Dembele leaving and Yusuf Malumbu signing. And Kenny Miller says he's learned a lot from his Livingston spell but is now raring to go at Dundee. I'm Gordon Duncan and as always, I'm delighted to be joined by Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson. First and foremost, Gordon, our congratulations have to go out to Stephen Gerrard and his Rangers team who came through a battling performance against Ufa with nine men. Congratulations to them. We've got Celtic. Our best wishes go out to them who have to negotiate a tie with Saduva to reach the group stages also. We've got the transfer saga that's surrounding Celtic uh, with Dembele and Bayata and the Celtic Rangers game to chat about coming up on Sunday. What a weekend in store we have. Yeah, Mark's right. Uh, Terrific performance and uh, result for Rangers. Especially when you go down to nine men away from home, you go 1-1. All it had to take was a goal that would have really put them under pressure. But you've got to say that we watched in the studio this afternoon, the one thing I really like about this Rangers side, discipline, their fitness, even at the end there, they were getting people forward with nine men, Gordon. And I said it since day one. Stephen Gerrard will not make a better signing than McGregor. Will not make a better signing. I thought he was absolutely terrific and uh, well done to Rangers. It's been a long journey for them with a new team as well, try to blend in at the same time. So you've got to congratulate them on that. Now it's up to Celtic to do the same. 0141 Give us your thoughts. If you'd rather tweet us, then you'll find us at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Uh, Mark Wilson, all things considered, it really is just a terrific achievement to come through all the four rounds from the very first qualifying round. Now, bear in mind, very few teams who enter at the first qualifying round make it to the group stages. Very few. Rangers have done it, getting past, you know, Scoopy, Osiek, Maribor, and now Ufa having to go to some difficult places. Some teams with a pretty good European pedigree, certainly, in, you know, in the case of Maribor. Um, and to come through all of that with a new manager and a, and a new team, you can't help but be impressed with that. Terrific, and I don't think there'd be many as that would have predicted that, um, purely because where Rangers have came from. You know, last season you think their European campaign and where they were at this stage of the campaign, you know, put out against Luxembourg's fourth best team or whatever, to then negotiate these ties. You know, the shift of players, 12 players coming in, uh, think back to pre-season when Ronnie Charters was over there in Spain with them saying that um, they were getting put through their paces and it was a hard pre-season. But it's still difficult to then go into the European qualifiers and get those 12 players, or uh, 10 it was at that time, to jail and perform. And you're right, they've went, not just their home performances, but they've went away from home and looked solid. You know, at times, okay, they've had to ride their luck at times, but signings like Gordon says, Alan McGregor has proved, you know, his value with some crucial saves. The centre-backs have shown that they're two really good signings who can defend when under pressure, and none more so than today, I might add. And Steven Gerrard seems to have got it tactically right away from home in Europe, which must give the Rangers fans, you know, great hope going into the group stages. It's a fantastic achievement. Before we look closer at the game itself today, 
Gordon, what about the bigger picture? Because everybody knows that if you qualify for Europe, it's great. You get to take on different sides across Europe, test yourselves. It can lead to some interesting nights for the fans and all the rest of it. But it also means Rangers will get somewhere in the region of about £8 million in the bank account. And that obviously helps. Of course it helps. Um, money's everything nowadays, Gordon. Um, I was watching a, a champion, Martin, watching a championship game last night. And... Uh, a championship club like Nottingham Forest has spent more money than Newcastle in the championship, 23, 24 million. So of course it is. And um, I think all credit must go to the board as well because Mark touched on something there. They brought the manager in. There was a lot of people that's questioned. Still a long road to go. Let's not get carried away. And the lad's produced. And he's produced with working with new player after new player after new player. And sometimes you think it might take a month or two just for this to settle down. He eventually got there and um, you've got to give a bit of credit to the board because he's brought in, what, nearly 13 players. That's a big turnabout. It's a big turnaround for any club. He's got ready players that, that were dead wood. Uh, he's brought in his own players, his own team. As I touched on, I, I will admire them for the fact that I think their fitness and organisation is very, very good indeed. Rangers fans, what pleased you most about the game today? Could you bear to watch by the end? It must have been quite nervy for you. 0141 951 And what about the achievement overall of getting to the Europa League group stages? Gordon, what about some of the, the main incidents from the game? Where to start? It got off to a brilliant start for Rangers. A stunning goal from Ajaria to get things off and running. It, it looked like it could be a comfortable evening then. Um, Morelos gets sent off in bizarre circumstances. John Flanagan follows him not a great deal yeah. later and that obviously leads to a fairly nervy finish when you're down to nine men well I think that we keep well first game of the season uh, uh, Petorri against Aberdeen Morelos the same he's got this in his locker Gordon and he gets wound up I know he's a young lad you can make all the excuses but somewhere along the line that'll eventually cost you you can't keep doing that. So once again, Rangers went down to 10 men. I thought the sending off of Flanagan was very harsh. I don't think that was a sending off. But I think the, the Rangers manager, and he keeps coming out and talking about it. Stephen Gerrard keeps coming out and saying, he's a young lad, we'll get we'll get talking to him, he'll get a wee bit more... But he seems to have this in his locker. You don't want to, Mark will tell you, you don't want to take all the fire away from players because you lose it a little bit. But he's got to... He's got to uh, put it and and you know put it in a way that it helps the team, doesn't hinder the team because if they'd have scored just before half time and then after half time when the lad went straight through and hit the post, big turning points in the game. McGregor's been absolutely terrific. Rangers could have been on looking at a defeat tonight instead of a terrific. A draw that puts them into the group stage. It's obviously very important that we get to the phone lines and I'm going to do that but just quickly do you mind if I ask you a big question because I've only just peered over the top of my <laughs> computer screen why is your t-shirt on inside out? <laughs> it's really annoying me. Did you did you know this? <laughs> I did the one smart box. <laughs> I, I was in a hey, bit of a rush to get in. You know you know what his only worry was? He came in the studio there and he says, Oh that's good. I can take off my tracksuit top because I didn't want to do it out in the office because I hadn't ironed my t shirt. So I looked at it to see the creases. I said, Never mind iron it, it's on inside out. Honestly. <laughs> right. Style. Someone please bring us some sense. So one four one nine five one one oh two five Tom's in Falkirk. How pleased are you, Tom? Good evening, good evening, Gordon. Hi, Gordon Tom. Hi, Tom. Uh, I'm absolutely delighted that Rangers have reached the group stages. Absolutely delighted. Uh, 
and I'm delighted the way that the Rangers started, in particular Gerrard, he's, he's doing great as a manager. I think he'll do well this season as a whole. But my point also is about Alfredo Morelos yet again. When's he going to learn he can't get involved in pettiness? Because I couldn't get a link to see the game, but I listened to uh, in the radio, and uh, it's petulance again. When's he going to learn? Because he's, he's, that could have cost Rangers really badly tonight. They, they could, they, they, it's just happening far too much for him. He needs to calm down and he needs to, they, he needs to listen to the various telling him just to calm down and not get involved in this. Right, right. I know, I know what will happen. Guaranteed when they play Celtic at Parkhead again on Sunday, the Celtic players will wind, wind, probably try and wind them up. Is the same going to happen? Is he going to get sent off against Celtic? Tom, I think that's I think that's the point with Morelos is if he's getting sent off for you know late tackles, you know the old striker tackles where they're diving in and they're late to the ball and he's getting sent off for that. You go okay, right? Well, calm him down with the, the, the tackles. But when he's doing it for petty things, surely that's an easier problem to solve. When you've got a strong manager like Steven Gerrard who, who's shown in his playing career what an influential leader and a strong character is and he's kind of shown that when he's come up to Scotland with Rangers in his press conference he looks fairly stern and to the point. Surely he... There comes a stage Steven Gerrard has to take responsibility for that. He's got to be strong enough to say if you keep costing us and putting 10 of your teammates through trouble mm. you're not going to play in the team no matter how many goals you're getting the thing is uh, Gordon just uh, let's explain yeah. it for, for anyone who didn't see the game so mm-hmm. basically Alfredo Morelos is frustrated at a referee's decision he kicks the ball away he's booked for that yeah. now, immediately after he then has a bit of a a bit of a, a strop if you like sort of throws his arms up disagrees with what the referee's saying and the referee straight away produces another yellow card so some people I mean, you just have to look at social media to see how divided it is a lot of people think it was harsh but a lot of people also think it was a bit daft on, on Morelos's part which is it? I'm both um, it's ridiculous that he reacts after it Gordon he's kicked the ball away forget it get out the road Rangers are very comfortable Mark touched on a, a point there about you know it'll cost. so far he's getting away with it because it's not really cost him Yes, I agree that people will say, well, it cost us two points at Petaudry because we were a better team with 10 men. But this is a long, long season. It could have been worse tonight. It could have cost him really badly a night. And he wouldn't have got away with it because the Rangers fans would not have stood up for that. He's got to... I think the Rangers manager have got to get a right balance of the fire in the belly and the discipline. And that's where they've really got to go yeah, to work well, with Can them. I just clarify, because earlier on you obviously said you thought Rangers were very disciplined tonight. I assume you meant tactically, because they got two men sent off and, you, and you're getting a bit of a hard time on Twitter no, for no, that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> right, no, I didn't. I, I meant the fact when they went down to nine men. Got you. The discipline they showed of the balance of their back four. Yeah, tactically. And, uh, tactically, okay. yeah. And then when they were breaking away, even at the end there when Kent went up the park, you seen Jack supporting the two or three players. I thought the fitness was good I'm talking tactically uh, Tom and Falkirk I know you're a bit annoyed at Morelos but the overall achievement could, could you have imagined this way back in the summer that you would have got through all these rounds and into the group stages I, I, could, have never ima- I could have never imagined it just, it's just so unreal from where they were a few years ago it's just great to be back in Europa League again I just hope we can perform well they, just, to, just quickly to Mark and to Gordon they, how would you the if you were playing against Morales, how would you play against him yourself for two years? 
And how do you think they can get on at Parkhead from the? Yeah, Tom, I think any centre, central defender in Scotland now will know to get in his head. You know, whether that's... It happens in every game. Whether that's a wee, you know, stamping the heel, a wee nip in the back, say something in his ear, and you're just looking for that one reaction. Because, no doubt about it, all eyes are going to be on him. You know, officials, referees, linesmen, all eyes are going to be on him. And he's, he's purely put on it on himself. From a football point of view, though, any centre-back in Scotland also knows that they're not going to get... An easy afternoon against not the general. Chance, no, because he's he's a player that fights and scraps for everything, and that's a that's a good thing about him. That he brings so much to Rangers and his goals. But if he doesn't kick that side of his game out, then Stephen Gerrard surely has no option to say you're not going to play in the team. Tony's on Twitter and he, he sort of sums up what it's like here on a Thursday evening. He says, "See when you asked about the inside out T-shirt. Now you could have been talking to either of them, but I just knew it was going to be DL." <laughs> and it's true. Oh, on a minute. Tony, abs- <laughs> absolutely true. Sunday dresses me when I came out. <laughs> absolutely true. Thomas is in Dunmarnock. Hi, Thomas. How are you doing? How are you doing, Thomas? Are you happy? I would imagine. Oh, definitely. Listen, what we've done in a short space of time. You've got to remember, Aberdeen Hibs have all years upon years upon years to try and get into the Europa League. Rangers are virtually just back in the league, and Gerard's goal is in it. It's a fantastic, especially with nine men, and against a Russian team. I mean, I mean, it's still a Russian team, you know, playing against teams like Zenit and Moscow and Sparta, you know, in that league. And and I heard, the, as I said, and Morelos, the thing with Morelos, it's kicking the ball away, stupid. But the referee's decisions that. I mean, many times seen Willie Muller and Roy Keane and all these players or in referees' faces to get sent half for that. But I know he, he is silly and he has got to talk to him. But also as well, you've got to... In the Scottish game, I heard Mark there saying about players will be nipping them and all that. Good referees will be watching the players that's winding them up as well because that's what they're trying to do is get them sent half. But also, Gordon, the other night there, I heard you saying there, in Port result, trust me, I was in the club last Sunday and... 99% I think range supporters said that that was more important this game than the Celtic game because the simple fact of the matter is even win, lose or draw with Celtic we can rectify these games we, this was, we never get, we're only going to get a second chance with this game that we've got in it so it was far more important than the Celtic game and I don't often say that because I always want to beat Celtic no matter what it is but it was trust me it was the, the range of us well every range supporter I've met as, as I said they all said this is man, man for once it was more important than a Celtic game because we'll get four games against Celtic if we get beat or draw or whatever you can rectify that but again as I just say it was a fantastic what Gerrard's done I said that at the start of the season the guy knows the guy will know good football players and he's already done that with guys like Beresic and all that he's good coming in he's, they're, they're looking really good and as I say they just so maybe the discipline but it's, it's fantastic what he's done absolutely brilliant and, and as I say against right good teams Maribor a good team as well and the, the the creation team were good. Oh, see it. Yep, aye. And that, and that, I'm not saying that team were great because I felt we should have put them in bed at Ibrox. But when we got down to nine men, to actually do that with nine men to go through that game on Russia was brilliant. Absolutely who, brilliant. Who would be the guys that impressed you tonight, Thomas? It was obviously quite a, a difficult game in the second half in the sense that when you're down to nine men, you're not really going to see a lot of the team going forward. But who were the guys that you felt really stepped up to the plate tonight? As I said, I thought the sending arse were soft. I mean, I, I, I know what an elbow is. When you draw your, you draw your enemy and elbow. The, the players that impressed me, just the, the Ryan Jack, the, 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 the ones that Scott Arfield, the, the, the defence, McGregor, obviously. It, probably the, the most important, Stephen Gerrard, you know, because he's just 
as I said, we all know he's, he's just a young manager and everything else, but he's already shown in, in, right away these games, you know, the, the way he's, he, he tactically as well, you know, setting the team up. Because, you know, to, 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 to finish off the game with nine men and how do it, and, and again, we're not going to beat again. We're, they're, they're never, I, I was expecting to maybe lose the game, possibly even going out because it was, it was going to be tough. But to not lose the game was a great result again. He's hardly had. Tommy, he's hardly had a failure with his signings. I think that's the most impressive thing so far this season. You know, you, you expect to get one or two signings right and some of them to take a wee bit longer to settle in. He's flung 10 of these guys, 11 of these guys into the team and they all seem to be a success at this minute, mm-hmm. which is hugely impressive. Stephen McGrath says, absolutely buzzing. I went to all the home qualifiers. I would like to thank Stephen Gerrard, Gary McAllister and all the players for their efforts in the eight games. We can now put uh, Progress Niederkorn to rest. So, yep, as uh, Stephen says, into the group stages of the Europa League for Rangers. Fantastic achievement. 0141-951-1025 to share your thoughts. And we're going to go to Celtic Park next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here with me, Gordon Duncan, tonight looking back on a great success for Rangers in Russia earlier this afternoon and looking ahead to a big match for Celtic in Europa League qualification tonight as well. Only a couple of days left of the transfer window also, so I'm sure you have a lot on your mind. 0141-951-1025 to share it, or you can tweet at Clyde SSB. Let's go to Celtic Park. Well, Celtic up against Sedova. It's an 8 o'clock kickoff. Let's get the build-up with Ronnie Charters. Yes, good evening gentlemen from Celtic Park All quiet at the moment But we are expecting a decent crowd this evening For Celtic versus FK Sedova It's the second leg of their playoff round One all away in Lithuania I imagine Celtic fans will be coming here Pretty confident of finishing the the job It was a pretty dominant display over in Lithuania And as Brendan Rodgers was saying yesterday In his pre-match build-up tightening their defence and they've got a great chance of joining Rangers in the group stages of the Europa League and how great would that be to have two Scottish teams back in European football in terms of group stages team news will get to you at around quarter to eight a quarter to seven sorry when the teams are announced but obviously the big one's all about Moussa Dembele will he play won't he play it's seeming more and more likely that he has indeed played his last game for the club one Frenchman that seems to be leaving but Odson Edouard back in training so he's likely to feature this evening for Celtic that'll be a huge boost for Brendan Rodgers. As we say, Gordon, team news to follow. It's an 8pm kickoff here at Celtic Park for Celtic versus FK Sedova in the Europa League. Celtic fans, your thoughts ahead of tonight's game, please. 01419511025. Uh, we'll probably look in a bit more detail at the potential outgoings and incomings at Celtic, Mark. But in terms of tonight, you know, if, if tonight is the priority, the the... The thing that's going to affect Celtic tonight is that perhaps Moussa Dembele has played his last game. We know that Odson Edouard was coming back to fitness, so in the immediate term, we'll worry about the bigger picture later, but in, in for, yeah. for the short term, it's a worry tonight. Uh, of course it is, because for so often he's Brendan Rodgers' number one striker when it comes to European games, when it comes to games against Rangers or Aberdeen. Um, he's a guy that, that leads the line. However... I've got to say, in, in the big games recently, uh, I've not really seen him from, especially last week. I, I don't think he, he performed I mean, particularly well. He's been well. injured this season, hasn't he, though? It's not, it's I just okay, feel like we've not really seen the best. For of, one way or another, yeah. then, if he's injured or, or not, or lack of form, he's, he's not really done it. So I, I'd be happy to see Edward come back in the side. Lee Griffiths is, I don't know if he's, he, I reckon he'll be included somewhere along the line, but I 
of course he had his problems with a, a court case today which it might be on his mind so it's a funny situation Celtic going from last week to having three top class strikers available to perhaps only one ready to start the game today like I say Gordon we're going to look at these transfers a bit later on but in terms of tonight's game I mean, it's, it's obviously huge there's, there's no doubt about that based on what we saw last week yeah. should Celtic have enough? yeah more than enough, Gordon. Uh, I know Mark's talking about the strikers situation there. I think in the ideal world this season, uh, until the, the injuries sort of a popped up, I think he would have went with the two strikers. And it's something that he's not really used to doing. He likes to play the lo- uh, lone striker up there. Uh, but I just felt that this season, in some of the games with the two strikers, main strikers up there and Griffiths on the bench, I thought that was a very powerful attack. But it looks like he's actually leaving and it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next... There's been times though that he's played Dembele and Griffiths. I know Edward's been... I was talking about Edward and Dembele. Uh, but uh, with it two, certainly looked I mean, in pre season as if that was the plan, though. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, know, I, I agree think with Gordon that way, but it's not like he's just he's been stuck, he's had to there. And when he's played them, it's, it's not really paid off. Okay, get your thoughts in ahead of that game at Celtic Park 01419511025. Let's hear what Brendan Rogers thinks. It's important for us to have European football at least through till Christmas, and that's something that we, we aim to do. So um, we started out on this qualification journey. You know, on June the 18th, so it's uh, it's been a long pre-season for us. But um, but now we have a great opportunity at home to finish the job and, and like I say, go into a prestigious tournament, which uh, will be very important for us. And uh, so so we aim to 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 get the job done tomorrow. Well, it's an opportunity for for us all, players, coaches. You play against other really good teams, work against other very good managers. Um, it, it's it's a competition that we, we can use our experiences of the last couple of years to, to hopefully uh, do well in. Um, we were disappointed when we went out of it last last year, especially playing so well at home, uh, not so well away. But um, but like I say, it's, it provides us with an opportunity to to play against really good teams, but also show that uh, that we're developing. But we started great in the game, but but didn't go on and, and and take advantage of that and just give them a little bit of encouragement uh, by giving them the goal. So so for us, importantly, it's to give nothing away defensively. It's very important. They have no encouragement. We press the game well. Uh, we suffocate any moments they have to try and build any rhythm in the game and then use then our quality and speed and, uh, and uh, like I say, to, to hopefully gain an advantage as early as we can so um, so expect it to be you know for them to be compact to be sat in tight making it difficult for us and it's up to us then to impose our, our game and our quality onto them so 90 minutes to go until kick off in that one an 8 o'clock kick off at Celtic Park John and Linwood with 90 minutes to go where are the confidence levels as far as you're concerned oh there's got to be confidence how, how you doing guys Mushroom and the legend hi John alright guys uh, Celtic they're famous for uh, starting slow but uh, obviously tonight can I just say guys as well you know well done to Rangers coefficient I really do want to see our teams doing something in Europe. Uh, there's always talk every couple of years about Celtic and Rangers going to England. It ain't going to happen for the next 20 years. So we're here. Uh, but tonight, yeah, 
Obviously, I want to see my team Celtic get through. Um, we have to wake up, you know. This is so important. Not just the fact that Rangers are through, but it's just the coefficient as well, guys. You know, it's important. We have to back our, our league. Uh, I just hope tonight, as I said, I'm hoping for a, a, a 3 nothing. What type of lineup are we expecting from Celtic? You touched briefly on obviously the forward line. Has Musa Dembele played his last game? Mm. Is Odson Edward going to come back in? What about more generally? I think um, well, you've got to pack your team with attacking players. I mean, Jack Hendry pulled out the Scotland squad, didn't yeah. he? So presumably he's also yeah, yeah. So I, I, I mean, Lustig will probably come in. Um, I, I mean, I, I expect a really attack-minded team tonight. You've seen Brendan Rodgers when. Uh, a team comes to Celtic Park and this is in the Premier League uh, Premiership as well in the sitting he tends to go with a 3-4 kind of 3 formation if you like I wonder if he'll stick with that tonight because it's, it's positive it gets as many people forward as you can I wouldn't expect Sadova to come at Celtic they sat in for a lot of the first half and the first leg had their chances in the second uh, uh, second half I must say I'd expect Celtic to throw everything at them tonight and look for that early goal like John saying a 3-0 I'm pretty confident Celtic will have enough to get a 3-0 result they should have enough because if we're chatting about a couple of weeks ago Celtic going into the Champions League and we've just seen the draw who Athens got there and facing teams like Ajax, Benfica, Bayern Munich they should have enough to beat Sadova comfortably at home Yeah I think they'll have enough Gordon I think they'll be too powerful I think Brendan Rodgers will go with a a very strong starting lineup, very attacking, as Mark touched on. He likes this fast-flowing pitch of the ball, getting moved quickly. Well, what, I, what about Michael Johnson? Started last week, of course. Can you see him in from I, the beginning? I wouldn't be surprised. I, you know, it depends on how the manager sees it. He'll have one eye on Sunday as well. He'll want the job done very quickly tonight. Then he can use his substitutions uh, to his advantage and just rest one or two players. But I think that. He'll take this game tonight, one game at a time, though, cliche in this game. He'll try and get this one as quick as he can. I, I don't think there's anybody, anybody would phone up here and think the Celtic were going to lose tonight. I think Celtic will win it and I think they'll win it comfortably. Anything in particular you want to see in the, the team selection, John? Um, basically, I mean, Boata, I mean, it's been said all, all week, you know, um, uh, he was playing there at the weekend, there was booze, there was chairs. Uh, for me, play the guy. Uh, he's wanting to go away. That's fair enough. Uh, obviously, I don't think he, he, he's a. Even though you can say that he did down tools, but uh, he obviously wants to go. So he wants to have good games. He scored uh, at the weekend there. So for me, I just want to see Boata supported by the Celtic support. And uh, good luck to the guy when he goes. It's almost like Boyata was uh, the, the talk of the town, Mark Wilson, yeah. on Sunday. But all of a sudden, step forward, Musa Dembele, and now everyone's looking to see if he's involved tonight rather than, than Boyata. So fair play to John crazy, for, for reminding week. me. Yeah, a crazy week for Celtic. You know, the whole Boyata situation. Um, should he play, should he not? Uh, not fit to wear the jersey, scores a goal. And then you're right, the Dembele thing is always going to hug uh, the headlines because... You're getting 15 million for this guy, or 15 million plus. It's always been a talking point. But, um, you know, I think the Celtic fans wouldn't have, uh, a large percentage of them wouldn't have minded seeing Bayata going. I think they'll mind when Dembele goes out the door. Because, like Brendan Rodgers says in, the, in his presser yesterday, 
they've not got anybody to replace him and they've run out of time rapidly you know you've only got to tomorrow night if you're going to sell him to bring in a top class striker and Brendan Rodgers did say but flip the coin, did Mark, say he needed three strikers yeah flip the coin you're saying about um, nobody would mind out of Boyata what, as far as I'm concerned right now he's the best centre half Celtic I've got so if he'd went out the door You've still got a problem at the back because Jack Henry maybe. I don't struggling. think he's much better. I'm going to be honest. I don't think he's much better than the uh, other ones. Yeah. I think they make mistakes. I think all of them make mistakes. Yeah, well, I'm not saying they don't. Yeah. Every every player, every defender, every goalkeeper makes mistakes in his career. You've made plenty of them. But <laughs> you but, made a mistake tonight when you couldn't even turn up. tonight, Gordon. But what I'm saying is, I think only my personal opinion. I think he's the best centre half right now. I know that there's potential coming through. I think he's the best centre half they've got right now. He's just copying Brendan Rodgers. Well, Brendan Alex Ray always too. says it in the programme as well. They're starting well, to gang up are. on you, Mark Wilson. Ah, well, you're not having it. That's my opinion. I think Boyata. I mean, I looked at him loads last season. The amount of mistakes I, I watched teams actually just back off him and let him have the ball, and he would just give it straight back. And the amount of attacks that teams sprung on Celtic off the back of that. Yes, he has good attributes. Yes, he went to the World Cup. But going to the World Cup doesn't make you an outstanding player. Well, I think, Mark, my, uh, the way to solve this was quite easy for Brendan Rodgers. He should have went to Loch Lone Monday and signed that whale that was in the water <laughs> and stored up the back t- defence. <laughs> if you're wondering what that is reference to, I would have blocked a few shots. <laughs> uh, head to the Twitter feed at Clyde SSP. You will see a bizarre video of Mark Wilson. I was going to say wakeboarding, but the Oof. word trying clearly has to be in front of that. Well, not your finest ever. No, no, but it was great fun Not Aye. my finest I don't think he'll be taken up anytime Not soon. your best salad either no. <laughs> uh, Cole Anderson is on Says sad to see But Dembele not coming off The Celtic team bus Looks like he has Played his last game We're going to bring you team news As soon as we possibly can I'm sort of hanging on In case you, you, you couldn't tell I'm hoping that we're going to get Team news right about now So mm. that we don't get distracted And we can get straight think, to it I, I mean, I'm thinking Scott Sinclair Back in for Mikey Johnson I know you said earlier on I, I thought he did terrific in the first leg, especially the first half. I think Brendan Rodgers... terrific. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. But I think he might just go for Scott Sinclair. No, he's off the boil a bit, but he tends to produce in big games. I think he might come into the set. I also think he links up better with Tierney. You know the way he drives inside and Tierney gets down and the outside? I think Brendan Rodgers might go for that tonight. I'll be proved wrong in two minutes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep going. And... I mean, any surprises centrally? Brown and Cham. What, what about in front of that? Rogic, Rogic. surely. And so that he's would, got to have his big guys in there. So that no, if I, you fancy Sinclair to play, and presumably Forrest, Forrest you, you think no McGregor then? I think McGregor will play. I, I think McGregor will be a starter ahead of who? Uh, Sinclair. All right. Okay. Still time for you to get your thoughts in 0141-951-1025 A really busy show this Thursday night Of course we're looking back on a terrific result for Rangers in Europa League qualifying They are through to the group stages Next up it's Celtic And we've got numerous transfer stories to get our teeth into as well Hopefully we'll have some team news from Celtic Park after the travel Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. 
Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. An hour and 15 minutes away from kickoff at Celtic Park against Seduva. And of course, we're looking back on a fantastic afternoon's work for Rangers into the Europa League group stages. Come all the way through from the first round of qualifying. It was a nervy afternoon, given going down to 10 men, but they got there in the end and uh, can look forward to relax and look forward to tomorrow's draw. 0141-951-1025 on the phones, uh, on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Stephen Ray says, uh, ask Mark to name one mistake Boyata made in Europe that cost Celtic. I could name at least six that Craig Gordon's made, yet gets away scot-free. Mm, off the top of my head. I wasn't just talking about Europe, though. Yeah, but Stephen is. All right, OK, mm-hmm. well. Come on. If Stephen's just highlighting. Is he talking yeah. about last year in Europe? Three games? Or any games? any. Any time period you want. Um, did they not make a howler against? Was a PSG? Was that when he could have? <laughs> no idea. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he came to try. <laughs> no, I remember it well. And the one that comes over his head and he goes to edit and he leaves it and they leaves it and they run in the score. There we go. That Stephen, three, is that good enough for you? I don't or know. Something like I don't that. Know. You two can discuss this in private after the show. Uh, we do have the Celtic team from that game against Sadova this evening, Ronnie Charters. Yes, we do. And I think Mark Wilson's called it right, unfortunately, because Scott Sinclair does come back into the starting 11. No Musa Dembele, no Odson Edouard, either of them in the match day squad. It is a 4 2 3 1 formation for Celtic. Craig Gordon in goal, a back four of Lustig, Boyata, Ayer, and Tierney. And Cham and Brown, the two holding midfielders, Sinclair, McGregor, and Johnson, all behind the lone striker of Lee Griffiths. The subs, Bain, Izagiri, Gamboa, Hayes, Christie, Rogic, and Forrest. Ah, there we are. Uh, okay, get your thoughts in on that. No James Forrest in the starting 11. We don't say that too often. Uh, no Musa Dembele or Odson Edward anywhere in Celtic's match day yeah. squad 01419511025 Trevor is hanging on the line so just a brief reaction to that team from you two please um, I, well I'm a bit surprised you know James Forrest surprised that Edward hasn't made it obviously not fit enough to play um, thought Sinclair would have come in like I said five minutes ago Mikey Johnson deserves it didn't do anything wrong the first leg um, but James Forrest that's a strange one because Brendan Rodgers usually picks him again in the big games he usually is the guy yeah, that's so he, right. must, he must have uh, he must have a reason for it Gordon because if you're be- picking your best teams just now Forrest is certainly in that he obviously thinks that he can trust the two wide guys with the pace that they've got and being very direct I, I'm, I'm delighted for the boy Mikey Johnson I thought he was terrific last week um, and I think sometimes when you get in there it's very easy just to make the excuse you're a young player they're a new one so we're going to take you out Brendan Rodgers has not decided to do that and went to a young lad you're good enough in you go and show us what you're all about I think it's a real good team real strong team it'll be good enough to win the game Gordon DL says Celtic starting 11 and the players on the bench clearly good enough to win the game do you agree do you disagree does the absence of Dembele and Edouard make you nervous in any way share your thoughts 01419511025 but before we do that Trevor is a Rangers fan how happy are you this evening Trevor yeah absolutely delighted absolutely delighted uh, good evening guys by the way first class we've came in such a short space of time absolutely phenomenal Gerard signing everything excellent my dilemma is I think he's got a major dilemma No, I disagree, Trevor. I think that, you know, uh, Sunday, you know, you play your best 11, and he certainly comes into that. 
Uh, yeah, we can all worry about will the will the defenders be able to have a wee dig at him? Will they react to it? That's what's in his locker. But when you start out in management, you find characters you've got to manage. And, you know, the best managers eventually come out and then they'll gradually get to the player and they'll take a little bit off out of his game. I don't think you take the fire in his belly away from him. I think that's what he's all about. You touched on, Gordon, the one thing that the Celtic defenders will know on Sunday, they're in for a tough game if he starts. Yes, he can let the side down as he showed against Aberdeen in tonight, but he's still your best centre-forward just now. I think he will play 100%. Seeing the flip side of that as well, though, he's only played 37 minutes, was it, tonight? He's rested, he's good to go for something. Uh, you he's know, fine. the funny side of it is, he's only played 37 minutes. Those other guys, or nine other guys, who have played 90 minutes in battling conditions, might be a bit leggy. So you're looking for your fittest and uh, guys who are ready to go into battle. Uh, I think he'll play. I'm, I'm with Gordon, I think he'll play. I think, I think it's a major risk, guys, a massive, massive risk. I would start laughing. Uh, I think, see if he gets, see if he might get sent off, which, you know, you would put money on. Uh, see, to be fair, Trevor, Celtic. Trevor, see, to be fair, I know, obviously, he got sent off tonight and he got sent off against Aberdeen, but that one got rescinded, so at the mm. moment, he's sitting with one red card in his career, so that might be yeah, quite a risky bet that you're planning on putting many, on. How many, how many times do we talk about, you're always talking about his, his attitude, He's huffing his and listen, if I was playing against him Sunday, I'd be walking by him, you know, we talk, you know, we bump stuff like that, and he reacts to that. Yeah. And listen, certainly, Scott Brown will be telling him, they're clever enough to do that. But Trevor, do you not think, sorry for interrupting, do you not think, one, I think he'll play Lafferty anyway, right? Cause so you think he'll play both, you mean? Yes, yes, I think he'll play both. But if you can't trust, and I know that he's let him down tonight, if you can't trust your best centre forward in the club just now, in the big games, and this is the biggest uh, after obviously everybody's congratulating them tonight and qualifying, but their next game Celtic, the biggest one, this is where the law, all the eyes will be on them this is a big test or whatever if you can't trust your centre forward to go out and play in that, there's no point having them, it's a complete waste of time having them. I, I agree 100% God. I mean I hope it proves my own big time, I really do but if it goes the way the opposite way I mean the minute chance he's going to get a wee guy I hope he does prove their own eyes only a kid etc etc but I don't know I'll be a bit worried I think uh, uh, yes, Gord, <laughs> Gordon's saying there you know he's only got one red card he's got his name you're right I got rescinded but he still gave that referee and linesman oh no absolutely choice, listen which, of course of course he, he did my point he is does more often Tre- than not, Trevor Gordon. said something along the lines of it's a guarantee or something that he gets a red mm. card if I was looking for guys who were guaranteed to get sent off I'd be looking for guys who've been sent off more than once in their career that, that's all yeah th- I know I know what you're saying there but he just needs to control the temper if a decision I think what Trevor's thinking if a decision goes against him you never know how he's going to react like he does tonight. You don't know what. Would you, came, would you leave him out, Mark, or would you play him? Uh, look, I don't know. I really don't know. Because he's not prolific against Celtic. You can't say, oh, look, he's one of these players. He always scores against Celtic. We'll have him in the team. I don't know. I really, it's a big decision, I think, for Stephen Gerrard. Well, Craig Scott's on Twitter. He says, start Lafferty. He's let, he, I'm assuming he means Morelos, has let the side down, doesn't deserve to start. He needs to understand there are repercussions for his actions. Kevin's in Drumchapel, or he's somewhere between Drumchapel and Celtic Park because he's going to the game tonight. What did you make of the team news we just brought you, Kevin? Aye, I'm happy with it, Gordon, aye. What in particular are you pleased with? 
just having them in general. It's got obvious Celtic just now, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was just following up quickly, mate. I'm, I'm just about to leave for the game. I'm, I'm going to catch my train, do you know what I mean? And I was just happy with Celtic in general. And I was just going to say about... Um, Hello, Kevin. Kevin had to go for that train. You could actually hear Kevin hanging up the phone there. We we didn't really get much to go on. He's happy with everything And he's going to get the train. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Uh, Forrest and Rogic not starting Mm. tonight. Are they being rested for Sunday? (sighs) Probably, yes, I would say. Is that a risk? No. Because this is a squad game nowadays. And... It's not us because you can look at a young boy there like Mikey Johnson. Come in last week away from home. I thought the boy's been terrific. Great ball in. Watched him at Firhill uh, Energy Check Stadium, sorry. And against Partick Thistle. He won't let them down. He's got bags of pace. He's got bags of talent. He's got enough in that team tonight, Gordon, to go and have this game done by 65, 70 minutes maximum. Then he can do. He can bring on one or two players. I'm not, not. I'm not saying you're wrong, by the way, but I think you said something pretty similar before the game kicked off at Tynecastle. Yeah, it's fine. Doesn't matter that Kwasi's in. They've got enough to win that game. They've got Europe midweek and so on. No, no, I don't. Uh, if you look back and listen back, sorry, Tynecastle. No, just yeah, I think you did as well. You got up to. You're lucky you're no harpoon. <laughs> you listen back. You. It's different going to Tynecastle. Tynecastle. No disrespect to Hearts, this is the way they play. They're very physical, it's a very tight ground. Marco Terry will both played there. Celtic will have so much possession of the ball tonight. They're going to use the width. We always talk about this new pitch and it's the ball getting moved a lot quicker. You look at that Celtic team, they've got enough ability in there to go and win this. They will win this comfortably tonight, 1-0. <laughs> I hate to agree with him but they will but he did say it hurts he did say they I should have enough he did I remember I was sitting here going oh this looks a tricky <laughs> one for Celtic <laughs> but words of wisdom from Gordon Dale said they'll win it easy and then they got beat but tonight yeah, I can't see it being a risk I know James Forrest always plays in these big games but Mikey Johnson has started terrifically well Brendan Rodgers he, he done a piece in the newspaper today you know saying how Brendan Rodgers has gave him so much confidence and saying he trusts him so uh, that's enough for me and they've got the other big hitters McGregor, Griffith, Sinclair all been there before should be too cool. Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday we're going to continue looking back on Rangers' European success and building up to Celtic's game against Sadova as well. But I want to get your thoughts on the last couple of days of the transfer window. Celtic fans, it looks like Moussa Dembele is leaving. Yusuf Malumbu may be coming in. And as for Rangers, well, closing in certainly on moves for Eros Gresda and Joe Worrell. So let's talk transfers after we play Beat the Pundit. Gordon and Mark are both standing by. You can come on, show off your football knowledge and walk away with a signed ball if you fancy it tonight it's 0141 951 1025 give us a call right now you need to be quick because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock to play tonight's Beat the Pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors get the result you deserve talk to thompsons.com 
Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. An hour until kickoff between Celtic and Sadova at Celtic Park. We'll continue looking back on Rangers' European success as well. But I want to get your thoughts on the closing stages of the transfer window, in particular, Moussa Dembele. Not involved for Celtic tonight. Looks like he's played his last game. Celtic fans, what do you think? Rangers fans, for you, Joe Worrell, looks like that one's getting over the line as well, according to Stephen Gerrard. Uh, and Kilmarnock fans, remember Yusuf Malumbu? It looks like he could be on his way to Celtic as well. So I'll have your thoughts on all of the above, please, after this. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Ah yes, it is indeed time for Beat the Pundit The competition where in this very studio Just two days ago, Gordon DL was asked Who is the most expensive Scottish player of all time? And he replied, Kenny Dalglish <laughs> That is the level of competition wow. that Robert from Kilwinning Is going to be up against tonight, Robert You can't go wrong, surely uh, Well, after listening to the other night Hopefully not <laughs> Hopefully not You want to defend yourself? No no. There isn't, I, 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 it's listen. indefensible that was indefensible but when you think about it <laughs> oh I've thought about it don't you worry it doesn't make it leaving Celtic for what 400,000 those days that was millions <laughs> right that wasn't really the question yeah, it was. so if you're playing tonight you're going to have to listen I'll toss the coin heads is Mark Wilson tails it is Gordon DL and it's heads you're off the hook Mark Wilson Come up against Robert who's a St Mirren fan by the way from Kilwinning let me give Mark some clay too, so that he can't hear what we are saying and we'll get your clock up and uh, running. Gordon Dale, can you do something with those headphones? I can still hear that music from here. Right, okay. Uh, right, Robert, 30 seconds, head to head. You can pass, remember. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. Are you ready? Sure am. Who scored for Rangers against Ufa this afternoon? Uh, uh, which former Wimbledon and Chelsea midfielder starred in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels? Which French side play their home games at the Parc de France? ESG. How many clubs compete in the Scottish Championship? Ten. Who won the World Cup in 2006? Pass. Who's Celtic's all-time record goalscorer? Andrew Larson. Who was the Air United manager when they reached the 2002 League Cup final? Uh, Gone Okay. Let's bring... Mark Wilson back I think you can hear me now can you? Yes Yeah you can right Same set of questions to you Are you ready? Yep Who scored Rangers goal against Ufa this afternoon? Ejari Which former Wimbledon and Chelsea midfielder starred in lock, stock and two smoking barrels? Vinnie Jones Which French side play their home games at the Parc de Prince? PSG How many clubs compete in the Scottish Championship? Ten Who won the 2006 World Cup? Spain Who is Celtic's all-time record goalscorer? Henrik Larsson And finally, who was the Air United manager when they reached the 2002 League Cup final? It's got to be Gordon Dale Has it? Has it? Okay, I don't know. know If that's what you're saying, I'll take it Right, how are you feeling about that, Robert? Yeah, I think it's going to be close I think you're right, Robert Now, I'm usually quite generous Especially on the side of the listener I like to, to really stick it to you guys to be perfectly honest I'll have nothing more than seeing you lose I'll be honest yeah. um, but the first question Robert I'm not that generous you yeah. gave it you gave it a bash but yeah. who scored the first uh, the goal for Rangers it's Ovi Ejaria you said something along those lines but I, I don't think it was right so Ejaria 1-0 to Mark Wilson uh, which former Wimbledon and Chelsea midfielder starred in lock stock and two smoking barrels it is Vinnie Jones you both <laughs> knew that so it's 2-1 to Mark Wilson 
it stayed that way because it, well it went to three two because you both got the PSG played at the Parc de France. What was the what was the, the, I don't know the what stall I was thinking. on your I'm part? Not sure. You panicked a little I bit. You got it in the end anyway. Three two. It went to four three because you both knew uh, that the championship consists of ten teams. Who won the two thousand and six FIFA World Cup? <laughs> oh, don't even <laughs> give it a guess, Gordon. I'm interested to see what you come up with here. Germany? No. France? No. Spain. Italy. We could have been here all night. We could have been here all night. Remember Cannavaro? Zidane's headbutt in the final? Anyone? Come on. Come on. That's what you're up against here, Robert. All right. Still a one point lead to Mark Wilson, who should hang his head in shame for the next one. (laughs) Celtic's all time record goal scorer, Jimmy McGrory. I know. I was going to see him. I was. I'm not not buying that. You got it wrong, uh, as did Robert. So it's still one up to Mark. All comes down to the last question Who was the Air United manager? when they reached the 2002 League Cup final. Mark Wilson no. said, Gordon DL, yeah. 2002. What did... Robert also what? said Gordon DL, and it is Gordon DL. <laughs> to be fair. Uh, Hard lines, Robert, he's, he's, pip- <laughs> <laughs> Robert he's pipped you by one. The pronunciation of Ejaria had just let you down, I'm afraid. <laughs> How did Robert... Shh, I'm trying to listen to Robert here and you're buttoning. Sorry, Robert. If only that had been Tuesday night. Exactly, you would have wiped the floor with DL, <laughs> no doubt about it. What are you looking I at? I Jimmy McCrory and everything. I'd, I knew every single one of them apart from the World Cup one. <laughs> I thought you were going to say apart from who was their United manager <laughs> when they won the League Cup. <laughs> right, OK, thank you to Robert. St Mirren fan from Cole winning. He gave it a good old go, but Mark Wilson pipped him. You'll have your chance on Beat the Pundit if you fancy at the same time tomorrow night. You're happy with that, aren't you? Of course. Always happy with a victory, especially the amount of stick that I get for being mm. the pundit. But always win. You're doing all right just now. Of That's course. Yeah. On a good run. Okay, 01419511025. Um, we do have a bit of an update on the Dembele situation. I wanted to talk transfers, and this is not just Celtic and Dembele. This can be Rangers with, you know, Worrell and, and the other signings that are perhaps in the pipeline. Malumbu looks like he could be coming to Celtic as well. So I'll take all your thoughts on these closing stages of the transfer window, please. 0141-951-1025. Just a day to go. Uh, let's speak to Ronnie Charters if we can and get an update on the Musa Dembele situation. Yes, um, obviously plenty of speculation regarding the French and Brendan Rodgers has spoken before tonight's game and he says and I quote they have rejected a significant offer for Moussa Dembele he said that the player is not uh, his head's not right to play this evening he doesn't want him to go and he can't see it happening in terms of Dembele leaving so that is where we are at the moment obviously the team in question is indeed Leon that we do know so Celtic have rejected what Brendan Rodgers describes as a significant offer from Leon, I imagine from uh, for Musa Dembele and he, his head is not right to play this evening that's what Brendan Rodgers had to say right. just moments ago well, thank you to Ronnie what, what do we make of that because I know the reports coming out of France were that you know, in, in a strange way the, the player and the club Leon were sort of discussing terms but no agreement had been reached with Celtic and that's obviously still the case because Ronnie's just brought us the news that Celtic have rejected what he calls a significant offer for Moussa Dembele I'm sure you've seen all the stuff mm-hmm. online today that he's been clearing out his house and all, all that mm-hmm. type of thing but at the moment Brendan Rodgers is, is is not giving up on it yet well Brendan Rodgers Ronnie's just said there Brendan Rodgers said he can't see it happening I mean that's that's a big statement you know to come out with he didn't need to come out and say that so there must be some difference in what Leon's offering and what Celtic's valuation is. Now, I wonder what that is because reading into it, Leon were prepared to pay £15 million. 
So I wonder what Peter Lowell and Brendan Rodgers are, are what sort of price tag they're putting on Moussa Dembele's head. Celtic fans will be delighted if he stays. But sad again that his head isn't right to play tonight. I always think that's a sad... I know there's a lot going on, but at the end of the day, it's football. He could have come out... If it was going to be his last game, he could have come out and played the game Said his well, farewell. Bearing in mind, Mark, this is a guy who couldn't even train yesterday because he was trying to sort it out. So that's strange, also. I did mean, you find that? Strange. I mean, I, must admit, I, I did, but granted, I don't really know how these negotiations I mean, work. The last thing a player wants to be involved in, if I'm honest, and this is in my time playing, it's involved in negotiations. You've got an agent to do that. Why would you want to go and sit around a, a table with a chief exec and chat over things? When your agent can do I, it, I think I think in the old days, Mark, and I'm a lot older than you, obviously. Right. I, I think I think that was a case of saying, right, I'll let someone else deal with it, or I'll take the phone call after training, I'll take the phone call after the game tonight, whatever it may be. But you're looking at a guy that could possibly he come up to Scotland for what four hundred grand, just let's say fifteen million. That's the, the the sort of a price tag it's been branded about. He'll treble his wages. You know, his lifestyle, he's set up for the rest of his life. He's not going to take a chance in saying, well, I'll go and play tonight and say farewell. He could pick up, I know, and my, my greatest thing is you can pick up an, uh, an injury in training, but he's protecting himself until this window is closed. Will he be at Celtic? Will he won't? If I was betting, I would have went, yes, but after hearing Brendan Rodgers' comments, then maybe they've not got the players in Hmm. to cover them so they've decided no we're not going to sell them ok Celtic fans what you've just heard Brendan Rodgers confirming that they've rejected a significant offer for Moussa Dembele what do you think of that has that changed your mind on the likelihood that he's going to stay um, or do you still think he's going to leave the club before the window ends in terms of a, a player potentially coming in let's get the latest on the Yusuf Malumbu situation if Ronnie's still with us I am yes <clears throat> yes so Yusuf Malumbu we understand will sign for Celtic um, a two year deal we understand it to be the player uh, was in Glasgow and was at Celtic Park uh, today going round looking at the, the facilities that they have and we are told was very impressed and negotiations have went well the 31 year old obviously at Kilmarnock last season impressed under Steve Clark actually scored against Celtic if you remember at Rugby Park in February obviously Brendan Rodgers looking to strengthen missed out on John McGinn and with Stuart Armstrong now left you can see where Yusuf Malumbu may indeed fit in that midfield, but he will become Brendan Rodgers' fifth summer recruit, Yusuf Malumbu. Two-year deal, we expect that to be concluded before tomorrow night's uh, deadline. Well, there's another question for you. Yusuf Malumbu, is that one that would excite you? Is that one that you think will improve the squad? Alec and Parkhead, yes or no? Yusuf Malumbu for you? Uh, no. Ooh. Just, Why? Just I'm just totally, totally disappointed uh, with, with the way the transfer windows went. All my times I've been a Celtic fan. I know that we need about four or five players in the morning. And I can tell you, I'll sit up to midnight and I'll be, I'll be lucky if I get one or two out of the line. We've had about ten weeks. All you've heard Brendan and saying is quality, quality, quality. And when the windy slams shut tomorrow night, we're going to be worse off than what we were. I'm totally bemused. What about Malumbu then, Mark? Because hmm. this seems to be very split. Some people say, 
it's not very imaginative. A player that left Kilmarnock in May, he's been a free agent ever since. If we really wanted him, we could have got him back then, and so on and so forth. But then other people will also say, well, hold on a minute, he was getting rave reviews at Kilmarnock, he was strolling the Scottish Premiership, so why wouldn't he improve Celtic or, yeah. or help Celtic? I think he was a good player at Kilmarnock. I think he's had a, a decent career down south. Um, a 31-year-old coming into Celtic who's just left Kilmarnock as a free agent, not for me, I'm afraid. I think a lot of Celtic fans will be in that same boat where they see this huge chest of money that Celtic are sitting on, yet they're signing 31-year-olds in free transfers. Again, he has got ability because I, I was there at Rugby Park when he, he really controlled large parts of that game. So um, why can't he do that for Celtic then? Because he'll have even better, well, you'd assume, better players around him. Well, you know, I go... I Brendan Rodgers came to Celtic and he says, I'm trying to build something here. He repeatedly said that. And I, I read in the newspapers today, I'm saying it's it's very difficult to build things at Celtic because it's a recycle thing now. So does that mean he's going to go down go down the road of signing 31-year-old players? You know, he signed Johnny Hayes, 31-year-old. Th- this is what it reminds me of, a Johnny Hayes sign. This is a Johnny Hayes signing for me. I don't. I, I think that everybody trusts Brendan Rodgers because of what he's achieved in the Scottish game as a Celtic supporter. But if I was a Celtic supporter and I'm looking at the transfer window, and you're right, the boy has got good talent, but that ain't exciting me. That's that's not the signings I want my club to make, especially when everybody talks about the amount of money that Celtic got, uh, and potentially they can get a guy out the door for fifteen million quid. They bought for four hundred grand or whatever it may be. I don't think the big percentage of Celtic supporters will think that's a good sign. Alec, what about the Dembele situation? They're not involved tonight. That led people to think that this means he's played his last game for Celtic but Brendan Rodgers now confirming they have turned down a bid and uh, he actually thinks he, he may well stay what do you think? Well I hope that he does stay because I would hate to think that we've went to the very last day to leave ourselves maybe if, if, if Dembele does go we'll need to maybe go and get a loan signing now we talk about all these signings right Brendan Rodgers was talking about signings for Europe for this legacy we need signings to make sure that we win the league this season. Let's forget about the Champions League for a minute. We, because if you don't win your league, you don't get the Champions League. In my, my opinion, I believe that we've not got the strength and the depth for the squad to go on and win the league this season. So we need signings just for that alone. The the recruitment side of it has really puzzled me for Celtic just now. You know, the Brighton, Lee Conger, and then for that purpose... Plus you've got Brendan Rodgers who, who knows the game down south you know, and you've got good coaches there to go this long in the window and have only really signed Edward as your your main signing when there's holes in the team that supporters can see and us in the studio can see and not to do anything about it puzzles me how it's left this late. Uh, I do expect one or two to come in, I must say, but will they be the, of the quality that the Celtic fans expect? I'm not so sure if it's going by I don't Malumbu. think the quality of Brendan Rodgers, never mind the Celtic fans. Well, Yusuf Malumbu looks like he may well become a Celtic player. What do you make of that, Stuart, in canvas line? Yeah, guys, again, like everybody else, I'm disappointed. And uh, what you've got to ask yourself, is any better than what they've got at Celtic Park? And my answer to that is no. I want to see players come in are maybe better than what they've got are going to be challenging to get into the team. I mean, coming to Kilmarnock or a team, it's, it's a big step up going to Celtic. I, I think you can see with the boy Henry. I'm not knocking the boy here, but I just don't think he can make it at Celtic. 
Willow Flood was a prime mm. example. Came to Dundee United and did the hack at the Celtic. Mm. And have, I just think he's going to be one of the players that's not going to hack at the Celtic. Having said all that, that, having said that, Stuart, and by the way, I don't know if he'll work out at Celtic, mm. obviously, I have no idea. But what we kept hearing, Stuart, when he was at Kilmarnock, was that he was too good for Kilmarnock. We kept hearing that, didn't we? Yeah, I, I didn't hear much, but, but I, listen, I hope I'm proving wrong. I hope it goes in and, and, and he's a star, you know. But I just, I just want better signings than that. The, 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 the team is very stale at the moment. It looks stale, needs freshened up, and needs a real lift. And, and that's not going to get a lift as far as I'm concerned. I'm not saying they're the same player. Obviously, they're not. But is this the Stuart Armstrong replacement, yeah. if you like? Well, I, it surely can be. Stuart Armstrong uh, is a different player. For me than Malumbu Stuart Armstrong Full of power Pace Drive Runs beyond strikers Created holes For guys like Rogic to come into And play Through his Unselfish runs Malumbu's not like that On the ball Controls games Different from Armstrong Right I hope you're still Keeping your ears open When you're walking around Glasgow and the West Because we're still Very much playing What is it Where is it One of those Everyday sounds Something that you might Just pass and hear And take for granted Could actually win you Thousands of pounds So keep your ears open when you're walking around because it's going to be back at Bowie at breakfast tomorrow your chance to win £2,250 and again for the second morning in a row George is going to give away another clue so make sure you don't miss it it's what is it where is it with wholesale domestic bathrooms Hillington and Clyde One Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors win the compensation you deserve talk to thompsons.com Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, and it's time for them to have a go at the full-time teaser. This is a cracker. Mm. I hope you listened to last night's show. I know you always do, for, for research purposes, when yep. you come in the, the, the following evening. Uh, and it's a very similar question, because yep. it was so good last night, so a very similar one tonight. You can play along on Twitter. I think you'll get right into this one. Twelve players... Mm. Who've played for Celtic We did this with Rangers last night So it's the same question 12 players who've played for Celtic And at least two European Cup slash Champions League winning sides So can you name 12 players who've played for Celtic And played for at least two other European Cup slash Champions League Henry winning Larson. sides Henrik Larsson has played for Man United, Barcelona And Feyenoord by the way So he counts, yes Oh, well done, well done, well done. Right, um Paul Lambert never, he only played with Dortmund, didn't he? Motherwell no one there. No. Champions no, League now, nah, just missed out, didn't he? Just missed out in the qualifications. Um, so you've got Henrik Larsson, just 11 more to go. Ah, uh, it's difficult, eh? De Canio. Who would he have played for, do you think? Um, he played for AC Milan and... Inter Milan? No, Juventus. Yes. Uh, well done, Paulo De Canio. Paulo De Canio and Henrik Larsson so far. <sighs> Gordon Deal's just Every waiting until whoever, whoever usually Don't texts him to tell him the answer. Can he do Can No. Yes. Has he? No. no. Like, oh, oh, I was going to say. He played for Liverpool, obviously, but. Yeah, come on. Hold on. Say the question again. Oh, uh, you never oh, understand sh- the question. Uh, Celtic players, aren't it? Right, okay. 12 players have played for Celtic and at least two other Champions League slash European Cup winning sides. Mm, Champions League. So we've got Paulo Di Canio, Henrik Larsson, any more before I move on? I think I should move on just now. Gordon's struggling. Right, John's a Rangers fan in Campus Lang. Hi, John. Oh, how you doing, panel? All good, John. Are you a happy Rangers fan this evening? Oh, it was uh, back to the worst stuff, but it just shows you the, the character that Stephen Jarrod's put in the team at uh, the moment, and uh, the pride he's probably bought 
brought back to Ibrox in the last uh, eight European games. But uh, I want to speak about Ajara uh, for Liverpool, uh, came for Liverpool mm-hmm. Rangers. Uh, the, first, the first few games, I wasn't sure about him. I thought he was a box of tricks. Uh, made the wrong option, but the last three, four games, he's looked like a right player for Rangers. Uh, Mark Wilson was saying earlier on about every Rangers player has been kind of success that ever brought in, and I would say he, as a young boy coming from up to England, he's really done well for Rangers, and I uh, also like to say that um, I'm, I'm really proud of Rangers and then getting back into the Europa League and back into Europe big time. What do you final think? John, I agree with everything you say. I know it's still early in his Rangers career, uh, but like yourself, at the still go into the playoff round for the best runners up if they don't top the group. But a win by at least two goals tonight would certainly set up a special tie with Albania next week. All the best to Shelley Kerr and the Scotland women's national team. Hopefully, some good news to bring you on that front uh, on tomorrow night's show. How are you two getting oh, on with this brilliant. teaser? The question tonight sent in by Martin Burns. Um, and as always, let me remind you, please, if you've got any good questions, we would love to get them on the show. So send them over to fulltime at clyde1.com. So tonight is which 12 players have played for Celtic and at least two other European Cup Champions League winning teams for instance you've got you know Paolo Di Canio played for Celtic he also played for UV and AC Milan Henrik Larsson played for Celtic he also played for Man United Barcelona and Feyenoord have you any more? Roy Keane who else did he play for? Man United and Nottingham Forest yes well done and the other Keane his wee brother Robbie played with Liverpool and which is a town club, is it? Inner Milan. And Aston Villa, by the way. <laughs> they were going so well there. I know, I just forgot about it. Robbie Keane, Roy Keane, Henrik Larson, Paolo Di Canio, eight to get. Any more? Uh, no. Your old pal. My old pal. He's Old pal. Mm. If I was to ask you who the who were the real madmen that you played with in your career? Oh, great, uh, the midfield players. Gravison. Who else did he play for? Everyone won the European Cup. Hamburg and Real Madrid. No way. Mm-hmm. Aye, there, there we go. Tommy Gravison. Aye, I'm glad you've got one. <laughs> Everyone's got a Thomas Gravison story, don't they? He's oh, he's. What a guy. Honestly, Gordon, it just makes me laugh. See, when I think his face, like you've just <laughs> mentioned, it just makes me laugh. He's terrific in the dressing room. By the way, I pulled one out in the house. Is he not living the life as some sort of professional gambler in Las Vegas? Gambler or in Las something? Vegas, aye. And so he, apparently, he's made more money in Vegas than he does playing football. And did you not Did you not see him in Vegas just accidentally <laughs> bumped into him? <laughs> Walking by, hit a pool, and all he hears, Willow, Willow. <laughs> Turn around, Tommy Gravison, sunbathing. There he was, in the middle of the MGM Grand, just sunbathing. I said, What are you doing here? I love here now. Mm. Just I, like it's normal. I'm not the will, I'm the mushroom, he said. <laughs> there we go. I've got I've got a centre forward for you. Well, go on. Because I know him very well and he always used oh, to hurry up, spare us. Alan McAnally must yes. be one. Oh, Aston Villa and Bayern Munich. There we go. That's okay. Me. Right, we were talking about the potential signing of Yusuf Malumbu for Celtic and I must admit there wasn't a lot of love for the idea on the phones but a bit more positivity on Twitter uh, Jerry says Malumbu is a classy elder statesman he'll help that midfield and the defence in a season uh, with tons of games to be played and Robert McPhee says Malumbu could be the equivalent of Gary McAllister when he went to Liverpool or Lubo when he came to Celtic no one was excited or wanted them but they soon realised how talented they were then again he could turn out to be like Joey Barton Jerry, which side of the camp are you on? 
Um, I agree with Gordon, Gordon Mark. No. I, I think Mullenbu is a good signing. I What I think about, about Celtic this summer, um, part of it caused by the board's uh, lack of signings, part of it caused by Brendan Rodgers and hearing of Dirty Lennon in public, which I think is wrong. But I'm getting fed up listening to Celtic fans who are spoiled. I mean, I, I've been a Celtic fan for a long time, uh, back when Louis McCarry was manager and prior to that. And, you know, if you want to, you can see under the signings, you can see the signs were made then. But Mark, you're terrible for it. Um, negativity um, in general, but especially towards Celtic. You made a comment uh, about Malumbu and saying, you know what, a 31-year-old, nah, not for me. They just kind of laugh at him. What age was Joey Barton? People, people's age shouldn't matter. Ability shouldn't matter. In fact, the last Celtic midfielder of 30 plus that I remember being slated by another one of your um, contributors, Hugh Stevens, was Lubomirovic. He turned out not too bad. Um, I agree with the tweet you just read out, Gordon. Um, I think that one person that will be helped by Malumbu um, is Ebu Kiasi. Um, I think that Scott Brown's playing a little bit like he's carrying an injury at the moment. Um, and Malumbu can come in there and, and have the same sort of authority. Um, and you've one last point, Mark. You made a point about Malumbu not being like Armstrong and not bursting forward beyond the strikers. How did he score his goal against Celtic at the Park? He burst beyond the strikers and scored. Like right, him. OK. All right. Well, that's one incident, Jerry. He does that. If you've watched Stuart Armstrong, or I was lucky enough to play with Stuart Armstrong, I know what Stuart Armstrong's qualities are. His drive and determination to make unselfish runs created so much space for Celtic players as in Rogic, Forrest, to get in behind the striker and create opportunities. Malumbi's not that type of player. So he may have scored that type of goal against Celtic, but he's certainly not that type of player. In terms of 31-year-old, no for me. Look, that's my opinion. If you're comparing them to Kyle Lafferty and guys like that, well, I think Brendan Rodgers, when he came to Celtic, made a point that he was trying to build something. And he, he wanted young players in to build for a few years' time. I don't think signing a 31-year-old goes along with that. As same as Johnny Hayes when he signed. I was the exact same. Johnny Hayes did fine for Aberdeen. Thought he was a really good player. But 30-year-old signing for Celtic, million pounds. And it's proved that he's not quite hit the heights with Celtic. Malumbu, again, I think he's got ability. I really do. But again, I don't think it... It's not one that excites me. Put it that way. Now, it might turn out to be a Lubo Moravchik, but there's been loads down the line that's came to Celtic and people go, he's the next Lubo Moravchik. You only get players like that once in a blooming at, at Celtic. And look, I hope he goes to Celtic and he turns out to be a, a quality player like he was at Kilmarnock. But it's, is he going to get enough game time? That's my thing. At Kilmarnock, you're playing every week. You're the big player. You're the star player. You're controlling games for them. And when you play every week, confidence grows. If Malumbu comes, I can't see him playing every week ahead of Brown or in Cham. And when he's sitting on the bench at 31, it's a hell of a lot harder, let me tell you, to come off that bench and change things uh, when you're not playing every week. So that's my opinion. That Jerry, that's, I know you're saying that that's me being negative, but I think a lot of Celtic supporters will think the same way. Did John McGinnis have a Probably not, but I think him being a younger player with his drive is more a replacement for Armstrong than Malumbu would have been. If you are talking about 
talking about when they're placement for Brown because McGinn's not the same type of player as Armstrong. McGinn's not, but he's got more. You can't deny that he's got more drive and, and determination and, and stuff like that than Malumbu. He scored four goals last year, John McGinn. Uh, I'm not talking about goal scoring, though. No, but well, <laughs> that, that's what I'm missing from Stuart Armstrong. Stuart Armstrong himself was, was poor last season. How many did Malumbu get, Jerry? Three, I think, two or three. I wasn't trying to catch her in, I was just curious. No, no, it's the two or three. All right, Jerry, where, where's he going to play? Where's he going to play in the team? He, he'll rotate with Brown. He'll um, rotate with he'll Brown. Keeper, um, alongside Sham, um, and the number 10 will be McGregor uh, and Rogic. I think that I'm quite excited about young Lewis Morgan coming back and getting fit um, and, and getting game time. I think what, one thing that has annoyed me um, with, with Brendan Rodgers this year is um, some players not getting an opportunity when perhaps they, they deserve I think that Christian Gamboa um, looks good uh, but again looks things in tonight which concerns me because I think that I think he's now better one in uh, because I don't think legs are quite there uh, and Scott Sinclair Scott Sinclair came on against Athens uh, in Greece scored the goal and gave us a first real drive and he's not kicked a ball since um, that concerns me uh, I think we need to pick a settled team give guys four or five games to get their legs and get you know, a bit of you know, continuity and I think that's part of the issue with you know, people talk about losing goals we've lost two goals in the league this year but we've looked nervy but it's the constant changing of formation and personnel isn't helping the Loomba big signing we need more um, but I certainly don't see the negativity in saying a player who's a proven already he's a very good player at our level Thanks to Jerry in Uddingston we're going to have to move it on to see if you can progress with this teaser we're looking for 12 players who've played for Celtic and also for at least two other European Cup or Champions League winning sides a lot of people are tweeting in to say Evander Snow now I don't think he made any appearances for Feyenoord so I think that's what's ruling him out of this one anymore Pierre Van Hoydonk oh. played for he played for Feyenoord Forest and Forest and Benfica yes yeah. I've got an oldie goldie ok Dion Dublin must be one who do you play for? Manchester United and Nottingham Forest. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Ah, great <laughs> Dion Dublin. So we've got Paolo Di Canio, Dion Dublin, Thomas Gravison, Mark's pal from Vegas, uh, Robbie Keane, Roy Keane, Henrik Larsson, Alan McAnally, Pierre Van Hooydonk. One, two, three, four oh, to no. get. We'll hopefully get the answers to the teaser and build up to kick off at Celtic Park next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here joining me, Gordon Duncan. Uh, during the break there, I was all ready to bring you some great news uh, from Paisley. And it's still good news. Now, Scotland's women cruised into a 2-0 lead inside five minutes. Erin Cuthbert and Kim Little. Now, remember, a 2-0 victory is enough to see them top the group. But they've already been pegged back. It's 2-1 against Switzerland after just seven minutes. I hope uh, hope people are yeah, getting, yeah. getting their money's worth in Paisley tonight. That is a, an outstanding start to that game. But hopefully Scotland can build on that lead and improve it. Right, on tonight's teaser, Martin Burns sent in the question. If you've got a question and you want us to use it, then email me fulltime at Clyde1.com. So, 12 players who've played for Celtic and also at least two other European Cup or Champions League winning sides. So, for instance, you know, Paolo Di Canio played for Juve and AC Milan. You've also got Dion Dublin, Thomas Gravison, Robbie Keane, Roy Keane, Henrik Larsson, Alan McAnally, Pierre Van Hooydonk. Struggling. Chris Sutton. Oh. Played for... 
Chelsea, Chelsea and Aston Villa. Yes, well done. Yes. Late in his career. Gordon Dale, any from you any of your former Man City teammates or anything like that now? Uh no. No, you're right. I was just just throwing I that in. That was a clue. No. No, I've only got three to get. Murder McLeod. No. Nope. no. You've only got three to get. You're actually doing very well, I must admit. Uh, but the next three will be the hardest. We're going to go back to Celtic Park before kick-off in the big game against Duva. Let's speak to Scott in Govan, though, who's a Rangers fan. Hi, Scott. Hi, Tanner. How are you? Not too bad, Scott. Have you uh, calmed down after earlier on? It was a bit of a tense game with a, a fantastic finish, or a, a fantastic end result, I should say. Um, I was really tense. I was lying in the hospital waiting to get discharged and just kept watching my phone. <laughs> um, but I hope you're all right, Scott. I hope you're on the mend. I'm not there. I, I will get there eventually. Good man, we wish you well. Um, I actually get to play with me the game in Thursday and the ambulance actually I broke. Um, but never, never mind that. Um, I went to ask the panel what to think about Morelos getting sent after that the stupid things um, my opinion don't get me wrong I'm glad Rangers are through it's been long overdue uh, but I think he should get fined for what he's done because he nearly cost this £10 million but be, be doing, be doing that what he's done kicking the ball away and then coming and arguing with the rest of the year about getting a yellow card just one of my parents think about that. Well, they'll, they will have things in-house, Gordon. All teams do. Uh, whether it's a do, you, do you want me to read you what Stephen Gerrard said after the game, right, just so you on. can try and get a flavour of his feeling? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and criticise the two red cards, because those two players have helped us very much since I came in the door. We go together, we go down together, and I'm sure John and Alfredo will apologise to their teammates. Yeah, they will do, uh, but I still think... Uh, I thought Flanagan was really unfortunate. I really did. I didn't think that was a, um, a another yellow and a sending off. That's um, interesting, though, because Stephen Gerrard could have come out and said they were never I, I, red cards, I, I, they were yeah. very harsh, and therefore I don't have any problem with the players whatsoever. Well, but he's, 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 he mentions the apology there. Yeah, I think he's he's just so happy of what the players and obviously himself and the staff have achieved. And, um, you know, his adrenaline will be going, he'll be delighted with everyone. Um, but there'll be an, probably an in-house where the captain is in charge of, you know, things as small as even you're not wearing your flip-flops to get into, into the shower and all that nonsense. But sending offs might come into that, whether a club deal with it or a captain deals with it. But someone in there will probably be dealing with something. Have you let him off again? It, you know, he, he, he goes down a tricky road there. If he lets Morelos off without a fine and just coming out with that, all you need to do is apologise and it's fine. Morelos will do it again. Yes, of course. On you go, Scott. Um, I just want to wish Celtic all the best because I'm not a diehard Rangers fan, but in the day, it's good for Scott's liver. And if we can get these games out the way, four, three, or two, it's all the better for Scottish Slipper. So I wish Celtic all the best tonight. Yep, fair play to Scott because listen, I, I I completely respect rivalry and all the rest of it. Fans don't have to think that. No, that that's fine. But but for us certainly it's, it's you know, it's good for us. I think you know, it's, it's easy for me to sit here and say it, but the more Scottish teams we have in Europe, the better. Of course. And it's excitement. You know, Celtic have had that Champions League for, for years in the Europa League. So they're used to that and it's great you know, viewing. But for Rangers, who have not had it for eight years, European, real European group competition, 
fantastic for their fans going along midweek, 50,000. And they might get a box office game with some of the teams in that draw yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, looking forward to the draw tomorrow, Scott. I mean, if you look at Pot 1, for instance, some massive sides in there, Chelsea and Arsenal well, amongst them. I've, I've said, as soon as uh, they won, I've said three times now to people, Arsenal. <laughs> You'd like that, would you? Aye, I'd love to go up mm. against Arsenal. What a tie that would be. Well, Scott, listen, I'm going to bid you farewell and get well soon as well from us all. Thank you very much. Good man. That was Scott in Govan. Uh, let's go back to... No, we'll give it a couple of minutes and build up a bit closer to kick off. On the Malumbu situation, Scott Campbell's on Twitter. I assume he's a, a Kilmarnock fan. Because he says, I'm gutted Malumbu isn't back at Kilmarnock. Celtic fans nowadays are as expectant and arrogant as Rangers fans of the 90s. Malumbu bossed Celtic and embarrassed Rangers last year. If Rangers thought they'd win the league, think again. Malumbu wraps up the league for Celtic. Enjoy his magic. Oh, look, there's no doubt he's got ability. I don't think we are denying that. And he, he was outstanding against Celtic and Rangers last season. But... We've said it a million times. There's a difference playing for Kilmarnock against Celtic Rangers than there is to playing for Celtic Rangers against Kilmarnock. There's a huge difference. You're expected to do so much more. And I know he's played down south in the top league. I'll just be interested to see how he gets on with that expectation when he's he's way better players and teams are sitting in against him. And it's harder to break down. It'll be an interesting one. But again, I'll go back to it. He's got ability. He was good to watch last season. I just don't see him, you know, being a real standout for Celtic. Any more on the teaser? Need, I think we need clue. Let's start. go back to yeah. Celtic Park and give you some more thinking time, a, a flavour of the atmosphere and a quick recap of the team from Ronnie Charters. Yeah, or maybe lack of atmosphere, Gordon. We're not got the best of crowds here at Celtic Park. 25 to 30,000, I'd imagine. But a big night nonetheless for Celtic looking to get over that Champions League disappointment by securing their 